Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Radatos Games Podcast. Oh, hey there. As always, I'm Ian. Robbie. And uh, today, our topic of conversation is going to be a, uh, a board game that we think is uh, pretty criminally underrated. Underrated board which, game. Which is uh, Android the Board Game. Android the Board Game. Now, Android, uh, the the universe uh, has, has been a popular setting for Fantasy Flight, but the title, the like flagship board game... Uh, kind of surprisingly flew under the radar um it got a lot of kind of bad reviews when it first came out in 2011 should have done your research yeah i should have i didn't i have no idea uh, but um but yeah the uh, uh it, it it kind of uh didn't didn't make a splash uh, and um the the main game in that universe that did make a splash was android netrunner which is fantastic and i highly recommend but uh today we are talking about the uh, the game itself, Android, the board game, and Android. The, Android. what's that's all. Just one, just yes. one more, Android. Yes, there are. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of games in the series, though. That at this point, they've released a lot. Uh, what else? Infiltration, Wait. New Angeles. I don't know. Uh, any of the, okay, I vaguely remember Mainframe. New Angeles, I don't know what that is. Um, but uh, um. But yeah, so there, there's a lot in the universe. Uh, but the so uh, so talking about uh, Android the board game, and first I'll talk about why it didn't, like why it got bad reviews and why it didn't sell. It's because the game marketed itself wrong. Yeah. Uh, it it kind of played it off as like you're in this cyberpunk kind of gritty futuristic world and you're solving a mystery. Yeah. Which is wrong. It's not. Um. So don't don't play this game expecting to solve a mystery. Uh, because that's not what it's about. No, no. There is a, there is, you know, you frequently do start with like a murder, um, you know, as you do. Uh, but uh, the game has you uh, uh, like draw cards to see who you. It's not it, it's not so much a who you think did it as who you want to have committed. No, the crime, yeah, your character you has an agenda. Fall. So you're trying to collect evidence to make a particular character take the fall for the murder and to exonerate a particular character. Yeah, the game doesn't even have a, me- a mechanic for like who actually yeah, did the it's murder. Just not it's just not important. And so that's 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 what people what immediately rubbed people the wrong way. And it, yeah. um, the game is also a lot. Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, but everything else that's there is really interesting and even that mechanic is kind of interesting because you get these tokens that you put on characters and they could be for positive values or negative values for like whether like you know trying to basically like this guilt meter of like collecting uh um collecting evidence and so you put and you lay them down face down so people don't really know who you're trying to pin it on who you're trying to exonerate and so there's a little bit of a bluffing aspect yeah um and so that part's kind of interesting the main things are each of the different characters you can play the game as, and there are, uh, of which there are several. Um, and each character has their own storylines, their own things that make the character pop. Each character has their own unique weaknesses that are all kind of their own mechanic. Yeah, they fully are unique characters that play completely differently. Yeah, and uh, it, it really makes the game work in a way that's... Uh, really fascinating it's if you're playing the game and what part of what's weird is like it's competitive but you're mostly just getting your character's story and so it's like a really narrative driven game in that regard trying to navigate your character's story and have them have a not 
super shitty ending. Right. Because, um, well, your characters are just kind of fucked. Yeah, you you have different branching, uh, like, your characters have these, like, storyline cards in which you'll play two of them throughout the course of the game, uh, and there are three different uh, storylines for each character, um, which in and of itself is a little bit of a weird dynamic, because uh, it means, like, oh, you'll need to play twice to get all the storylines but it's but like still they could have done like four storylines per character mm-hmm. and still done that. But anyway, um, so you're trying to like resolve each of these storylines uh, positively for your character, and uh, and they're 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 really interesting. And like I said, each character has customized weaknesses that'll frequently feed into these storylines in interesting ways. So you've got one character who's a bounty hunter who's like in debt to the mob. Yeah, she is the only character that has to worry about money and manage money. Yes. And she has to do it for, like, everything. But she also has, like, cybernetic upgrades, and so there are moments where you get to choose, like, do you spend money on this cybernetic upgrade that's, like, legitimately game-changing for you, but then you're losing money that you could be spending... Yeah, because you have to actually pay, pay off the mob, <laughs> um, and so you've got like these interesting decisions to make. Um, her character, since she's poor, also has the crappiest car, and the the vehicles in this game are yeah. weird because like each ca- each car is essentially a little ruler for how far you can move um, around the city. It's very like what is it, X Wing or yeah, but Hero it's not. But this is by no means a miniatures game. No. You use you use the ruler to like find out what spaces you can reach. Yeah, on it's the, still on the board. a board. Yeah. So it's just, it's it's a weird little thing. So her, since she's constantly in debt, her character has the slowest, crappiest, slapped-together car that moves the the, the slow, smallest amount. Um, and so, like, you know, you've got this, like, and so for her storylines, you've, you've got these, this kind of, like, you're always kind of fighting that that mechanic. Um, meanwhile, you've got the uh, the private investigator character who is uh, uh, who has PTSD from the war. So, like, you give each other player cards that, if you do certain things, could trigger those cards, and he'll have like a flashback or freak out and like yeah, bad, bad things happen. Um, Super bad shit. Yeah, and so that's a whole mechanic. Um, the uh, the whole game. Well, well, I'll get to that in a second. We'll finish uh, with several of the characters. Um, another one. Uh, um, is a corrupt police officer whose wife's about to leave him, and so you're trying to, like... Stay do, married. Do nice things for her, because if she leaves you, you lose a lot of victory points of, yeah. of nebulous success measurements. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you've got another character who's uh, who's a psychic. You've got another character who's an android and has to follow like these uh, these uh, obj- like the, protocols. like like protocols. And if he uh, and but throughout the game, you might be given the opportunity to erase protocols. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, so you've got this whole like uh, I mean, so it's it's really it's really cool. It's really interesting, and the characters really bring it to life. And uh, on top of that, like characters, the character storylines, you actually do feel like you're trying to achieve something. And it's one of those things where like, yeah, pinning the murder on someone you want gets you gets you uh, victory points, and uh, and if it gets pinned on the person you don't want, loses you victory points. But you also get victory points or lose victory points based on how well or badly you do in your personal story. And so you've got these these mechanics where like. For the narrative, if you end up having to choose between pinning it on the person you want or, like, your wife leaving you, then, like, you have a choice to make. Yeah, that's just, that's just a choice you're gonna have to, yeah. have to make. Um, and so, um, so that's, that's some of the stuff that makes the game really interesting. Um, what I love about it is how, 
how well it kind of reinvents so many different mechanisms. Yeah. Um, like movement is, you don't, it's, it's, you know, by no means roll and move. They instead gave you these rulers with the cars and that's just like indicative of how this game reinvents kind of everything. It doesn't do anything quite normally. Um, one of my favorite things is you got, when you draw cards, you can either, for your hand, you either draw cards from this positive deck of things you can do for yourself, or you get to draw cards from any of the other players' like negative decks. And playing those, and and you have this like balance Mm -hmm. uh, gauge on your character (laughs) sheet that you keep moving between. And so playing a positive card will shift the balance one way, and if you don't have enough to scoot it farther, then you can't play any more good cards. So you have to play bad cards for other players to shift it back the other way. And so even though you're not super directly uh, interfering with other players' stories, you're playing cards that really screw over the characters. And each character's negative decks is custom designed for them and their storylines. Yeah, this is a very competitive game. Yeah, so like it's it's in spite of the fact that um, your goal isn't really necessarily to completely fuck over the other players, you're going to have to fuck over the other players. Yeah, mechanically, this is what the game wants you to do. It's yeah. always encouraged. Um, so, so you really get this like gritty noir feel where everyone's out for themselves, but you're also all kind of sort of working the same case, but trying to pin it on different people. Yes. You're also um, all uh, connecting the conspiracy, which we'll get to here in a moment. Um, but you may or may not be trying to connect the conspiracy in the same way. Um, and, uh, and yeah, this whole like light and shadow mechanic of uh, um, doing good things for you, doing bad things for other people so you can then do good things for yourself is really kind of reflective of this uh, cyberpunk noir world and setup, and it's really kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but also because each character has their own deck that's custom made for them and their storylines and stuff, like... It, it's it, the bad things you're doing legitimately affect that player, and uh, the bad things that you're going to be doing to the other players is legitimately going to affect that player and whatever their storyline. They're custom built to be as horrible for that player as they can be. Yeah, playing this game is a really dark experience. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, uh, and you know, I'm you know, on that regard, the game's not for everyone. It's not something that you'll like sit down and but it's like such a unique experience it there is. aren't other games it's on the market good. like this for this like kind of of storytelling except maybe if you go full tabletop rpg and play fiasco um <laughs> but uh, uh which is a nice indie rpg uh look into it if you have interest in dark uh backstabby storylines and that's what your friends want to play um but anyway um the uh the other major mechanic in this game that uh you know, I mean, it's only as major as you want it to be, I mm-hmm. guess, um, is connecting the conspiracy puzzle. So there is this literal puzzle literal in the top puzzle. right side of the board that you, like, get these puzzle pieces that uh, they'll all kind of fit together. And so you can kind of, you can connect it how you want. So when you draw one of these pieces, you get to connect it where you want. And if you get lines connecting the central thing to any of the, like, companies or corporations on the outside, then you've connected them to the conspiracy. You get benefits. And so you're trying to, uh, like, connect up as many of these as you as you can, sort of, because you're also, like, getting tokens for these companies mm-hmm. as you're doing this. And so how, how they connect to the conspiracy determines how many victory points they end up worth at the end of the game. Yeah. And so there's this whole other method of getting victory points that you're juggling amongst all these by just like figuring out 
the way things are in this world are like like looped together and connected and be like they're all in on it uh and uh, none of the characters are particularly designed to do this um no in in my experience it's mm-hmm. just something you can do throughout the game yeah um so uh maybe the pi has a couple abilities that have to do with it but um but like i've always kind of gone for the conspiracy puzzle when i've played because it was just one of those fun mechanics i was really drawn to i just remembered playing what's her face the mercenary and just trying as hard as i can not to get overwhelmed by debt it was very stressful i didn't i would things did not go well and i was just focusing on like oh my god how do i stay afloat <laughs> um well i've played several of the characters in this game at this point i've I, I played the pi i played the uh android and i played the psychic um at various points and i really like all liked playing all of them they're all very distinct feels um uh one of our friends played the uh corrupt cop uh at one point um uh but yeah it's just the whole the it, it's it's such an interesting narratively designed game and it's such a shame it didn't do better because um oh at this point, it's like finding it's not necessarily super easy yeah um but p- that was part of the problem is since it didn't do so well and since the reviews were bad uh, initially because um, people just didn't get it or wanted they wanted like a deductive like clue experience yeah, out it of it not what it's not that doing. it's not what they sold it as it's not a game i've played it feels like this great n- gritty noir world um <clears throat> it does have some packaging issues <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Fantasy First, Flight yeah, yeah, does tend to it have does. packaging issues. But I just remember, like, one of my biggest board game memories is spending a good solid, like, two hours deblooping that game, just punching out. Yeah, punching out the little the cardboard little pieces. And then the box has no system for organizing yeah. any of them, and there's so many. And that's common to Fantasy Flight. That said, on the other end of the side, uh, of, the, of the spectrum, uh, Fantasy Flight's art is gorgeous, yes. and this game is no exception. Game. So it's it's absolutely gorgeous, but you'll want to invest in some sandwich bags or something to, to throw them in, or Ziploc bags Ziploc. To, to be able to make sure you can keep all the things separate. And then, like, even then... Even then, you're trying to figure out, how do I organize this? Because each because each character plays, plays individually, they each have their own personal, I ended like, up getting pieces. Yeah, I ended up getting, like, big bags and each putting character. each characters in there. Each, all of each character stuff, their car, their character sheet, their decks, their game in the box in a way that was was intuitive to kind of And then we had to learn it. how to play it. Yeah, which also <laughs> took me reading over the rulebook a couple times. That said, I got this game pretty early on in my board gaming hobby yeah, life. So it might have taken us longer just because... Yeah, just because we were still kind of, kind of new to it at the time. But it's one of my favorite games in my collection, and I don't get a chance to break it out very often. But it, it, is, it is an experience that is not on the market anywhere else and i it's really it's just you know you'll find that we do tend to really like narrative driven games mm-hmm. and this one is impeccable it, it does some stuff that i haven't seen other board games replicate and uh and it really some of these things need to be replicated it's so good um but anyway uh that's that is uh our our two cents on this uh underrated gem android uh, android the board game uh tune in again and thanks for listening yeah thank you thank you bye